Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat Weekly Podcast, kind of, that unites two best friends, kind of, on the quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron, and most weeks I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. We're back, both of us. Yeah, we are. First time in a long time. First time in a long time, yeah. I can't even remember the last time we did it. Was it? We didn't do one in December, or you've done some with the lovely I've done, Esther. I've done some with, I think I did two with the lovely Esther. I don't want to say it. I can't remember the last one we did. Was it? I was think it? it was November time. It was November time. We've just been busy. I, you know, like little we call, ones. We called Christmas. Christmas break this year. We we live in separate cities. It's Christmas time. You know, mm. things was happening. Little, Life. Little one just got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never of children. That's a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and life and stuff. But um, you know, the, but the intention's been there. The intention's always been there. There's many a message where we've gone. Can we do this? Can we do that? But life, life finds a way to kick you in the nuts. It does. That's what it Jeff does. Goblin said. And this week, uh, we're getting back just to catch up, just to, I, I don't know, I suppose talk about some of the things that we've been seeing. No theme, no rhyme, no reason, no. really, to do this podcast other than just nice to be back, James. Just to take a break from that life that you've heard so much about. <laughs> yeah, I'm now, yeah, it's weird now. Yeah, I'm using the podcast now to take a break from not doing the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, a lot of things have happened, not just turning into a new year, 2024, and passing Christmas. Oppenheimer sweeping the globes, beating off Barbie for the top spot of best drama motion picture. You've got Jonathan Mayers being axed from Marvel. Gladiators is back on British television. Of the three things, that was the most shocking. I called it when we did Oppenheimer. I said, so here's here's a bit of news for you. Bit of scar, bit of tea. Apparently people say that. You're going to spill the tea. Um, Robert Downey Jr., I said back when I reviewed Oppenheimer, I said he's, he's getting the Oscar for best supporting. I've never been more nailed on anything. He gives a great performance. But he's come out and said he genuinely thinks some of his best acting work has been in the MCU. But because of the genre, because it's a comic book film, it gets overlooked. It's looked down on, which is genuinely a point I was discussing last week in the reverse, <laughs> saying that he's fine in him, but now he gets to really act. So I mean, I'm like the complete. So RDJ. I apologise. He is talented. I mean, he I love Chaplin. Yeah, you do. You know, it's one of my favourite uh, Danny Jr. movies. I liked Air America growing up. Saw that too. Glad it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and Mel Gibson fought for him to get in that role and to kind of get back on the straight and narrow after, after the he passed. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, I, I think, I think for me the um, the Danny Jr. thing is when you look at the Marvel MCU. I think you know those those ones where he's really needed to to tap into that acting charm. Unfortunately, it was Iron Man three. Yeah, you know when 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 we saw a superhero battling with PTSD, like a real thing that you know you're like that's what Marvel should have. You know the kind of dramatic what it means to be a superhero, what it means to find out about existential life and go through a crisis of nearly dying and and nearly going through a wormhole into another dimension of a nuclear bomb. He's got all that kind of stuff to it. And, you are, you and everyone just... was like, that film's shit. Oh my God, you've actually just brought up an amazing point. If you think about it, he does do that. He accepts death. He welcomes death because he gets to protect Pepper Potts. He gets to protect the world. He goes out like King Human. And then it's like he's dealing with it. In the aftermath, he's having a... I want to say a milk or something in a cafe coffee. Makes mm. sense. And he, he has you know the trembles. He's thinking about it. But ultimately, all you can remember is Ian Slattery or whatever <laughs> Car bombs of awfulness and Guy Pierce ran they're like, Oh, who's the villain in this film? Oh, here's Guy Pierce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, good I, point. It was a shot. Yeah. Fucking Shane Black. Yeah. Never forget Shane Black. Obviously famous for dealing with the PTS issues and Predator and you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. There's a story. And you've said it before. Give me that film. So, so Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to convince people that there's an alien real and you know, dealing oh. with PST. That would that just Shane Black just 
That would win an Oscar now. I'd love it. Schwarzenegger, like, approaching 80, like, no one believes me, I fought off an alien. Like, r- like get rid of all the other sequels, everything else in the universe. Make a direct sequel to the second, to the first Predator movie. And it's Schwarzenegger, like, conspiracy theorist living out in the woods, like, and, and, then, and then an old Predator comes. Who's yeah. Who's also, like... The equivalent of being eighty, but in the predators' world. Yes, and and, like, and he's, he's heard about this. He's heard about <laughs> this. We're looking for that. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> so they open a cafe together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Oppenheimer then is a, is a prequel to Iron Man Three. Then, is yeah, that's what, what I'm, that's what I'm is that to what, yeah. Because I still haven't seen Oppenheimer because <laughs> I'm having a kid. So I take it the arc of Robert Downey Jr.'s character that's getting him to win the awards is that he becomes Iron Man and then flies the nuke off after yes. Gillian Murphy creates it. After Gillian and he helped it create it. There you go. <laughs> so um, I, 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 Oppenheimer said it last week. Said it before. One of my best films. One of my favourite films. Yeah, Never what? know the mood I'm going to be in. Where I go, Do you know what? I'm going to sit on this nihilistic nightmare of a film and put it on. Uh, discussing this film with friends, you forget some of the great scenes. Uh, without spoilers, after the bomb goes off and he starts dealing with his guilt, there's a great scene where he gives like an acceptance speech for what he's done, but the crowd are victims. Mm. And I never forgot in sitting in the cinema how that made me feel, yeah. like the goosebumps. But you know when you're watching something awesome, like, trying to compare something that's so great. Do you remember when you were in cinema you saw Captain America pick up Thor's hammer and the place erupted? Dude, yeah. And it was amazing. Or when... Toby uh, Maguire showed up and you know those goosebumps the opposite the anti-goosebumps is when your skin's like I want to leave your body like when he's when he's giving a speech about greaters and you see the victims of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and you're like oh fuck you Christopher Nolan for making me feel I was I wanted like a Barbie epic escapades you know where I don't know how that would work <laughs> that's what I wanted well, Barbie, of course, now winning this new made-up award at the Golden Globes <laughs> which is highest grossing movie which on the which on the one hand, it's like Barbie didn't pick up. Obviously, it was it was Oppenheimer versus Barbie. Everyone was looking at that. Golden Globes being the kind of the one that you know everyone says you can buy and bribe, and and it, it has can, like a yeah. tainted like words around Hollywood. Like everyone turns up. Ricky Gervais obviously famously calling them out on 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 the um, everything. Yeah, everything. Really. <laughs> and uh, it it kind of felt like we need to invent something for Barbie. And it just if in a, in a in a time of war, you know, with countries being at war and energy crisis and you know, heating and uh, and 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 uh, sorry, not heat, um, like global crisis, and energy crisis, lots of crisis. People can't afford to feed their kids; and they can't heat their homes. And, and then it's, like, it's like here's the mo- here's the one that made the most money. It's nothing to do whether it's good or not. It because remember, a lot of Adam Sandler films have made money. That's weird, isn't it? And also, what they get is it how much it made or how much it spent? It's box it, office. Yeah, that's just stupid. It's box office. Yeah, stupid. So but, what you're saying is here's an award for the best marketing team, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then again, we say this every year around this time. I don't know why. Fuck, I've started this episode off. <laughs> and every Do you year. Do you want me not been here for Positivity, mate. Positivity. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here we go. I'm going to set you up now. But I hate awards. Sorry, that's it, what I was going to do. I'm uh, not letting it slip. Uh, I hate awards. It's stupid. But the best thing is the MTV Choice Movie Awards are coming soon. Yeah, of and course. obviously, the pinnacle where the best get gunched. <laughs> <laughs> if you want an award show, someone should at least get covered in goo. It, and it, do you know what? Screams Chris Pratt. It screams <laughs> Chris Pratt, doesn't it? It's his year. Um, Oh, actually, the beer controversy across the Spider-Verse, I'm fairly certain, didn't beat Super Mario Bros. I think Super Mario Bros. won, because I remember reading it and getting quite angry, but I could be completely wrong. which one? Best animated. No, it's uh, The Boy in the Heron. Oh, that the was new it. Studio yes. Ghibli movie. Wasn't haven't it? seen it, so I was like, should I be angry or not? Yeah, it came out on boxing. I haven't seen it. Yet. I, I'm de- that's 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 up there with uh, obviously Astro City last year with like the two that are on my radar. Of like, I, I had to see him. Oh. But my little one's birthday, selfishly. Yeah. 
is be- is is between Christmas and New Year's. I heard though that she really wanted to see the new Studio Ghibli. I I feel like she wanted to. She wanted to, mate. She wanted to. I'm gonna tell you now. Yo, you were telling off. Uh oh. You broke my Esther. Why? So you missed this as well. So uh, Esther's godmother listens to the show. She's a big fan. Thank you, Maria. Decided though, I'm gonna start calling Maria out on some of the bullshit because found out recently that Esther had never seen Black Adder. Brought it up last week and I. I shamed Maria. It was like, you failed. Mm. You've gotten your pinky in. Esther, mate, she may have watched Grand Budapest Hotel and fallen oh. in love with it. She she don't know where she stands on French dispatches. You're on my Disney Plus now, mate. So Royal Tenor Moms, The Life Aquatic. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is she hasn't seen it yet. Oh. But she, she, she should, the one that I like. Yeah, she, put that on. <laughs> and what she should do afterwards is watch the behind the scenes of them doing the voice. It, it's brilliant. If you ever want to see George Clooney in his absolute peak, watch him like living in a little cottage with Wes Anderson and a bunch of microphones and, and cameras and him acting out the film of a fox. It's brilliant. <laughs> and him and like, Bill Murray in the scene where they're growling at each other and they're sat across from a table growling with microphones growling. And it's it's charming as much as the film itself. But I mean, I always said Esther was the more the, more the intelligent actor. Yeah, she, that's, that's, she's been doing a great job replacing both of us. And she has, a, God, she has a good mother. I, I want to ask, it's nothing to do with films, but do you, I don't know if Esther's religious and I'm not here for, for that. Do you need, because a godparent is yeah. to teach the ways of Christ, isn't it? It's uh, to teach that's them. That's my understanding. Yeah. It's more and like, it, a, it's, it's not religious, but more spiritual, yeah. if that makes sense. And Jumanji also taught us it's to take the kids on if the parents die. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's what I'm... Which is what people think it means. But it's just like, I love that. Like, yeah, but like, you've got they, they go to court and... and they go, but I'm the godfather. Yeah, but I've got legal... Do- I'm, the, I'm the yeah. godfather. I'm, I'm like the guy's brother. I'll take the kids on. Or like parents or whatever. <laughs> no, no. I'm the godfather. I'm the godfather. I'm the godfather. No, because I, I, my little one has got godparents, but I thought it, the reason why is because I thought, well, they got to teach... A godparent's job is to teach in the way of the, the church. And, yeah. And I ain't about that in this I house. think it's mostly spiritual now. Anyway, but I'm going to call some shenanigans because I was going through my film list. That's the one to watch a film. Mm. Maria, The Thing. She hasn't seen The Thing. Maria. What? Another week of shame for you, Maria. <laughs> Another week. Anyway, I will sort it. But I need I to get it. I need it to get away. I always now, worry with films like that whether someone isn't going to like it. Isn't going to like it. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, you know, like if someone now hasn't somehow hasn't seen the first Halloween movie, and with it being so like with horror evolving so much now in good and bad and gore, yeah. good the good, the bad, and the gore of horror. <laughs> Um, I, f- I feel I worry that someone would watch Halloween and be like, "Oh, what's that about?" And not realize, yeah, but it started it. Like, well, it didn't start it, but it perfected it. It did. You know, it's not um, Michael Myers. He's the shape. Yeah. yeah it, it, I love. Do you know what's ruined those sort of films? I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna you're gonna disagree with me. You're gonna be angry. You have scary movie when she looks out the window and she sees the killer staring at her. Yeah. And then she looks forward and then you get the scene of the killer running away because yeah, that must brilliant. happen. Yeah. <laughs> when every time I watch a horror movie where that happens, I see that scene that mm. doesn't play. I see Mike Myers just running, pegging it <laughs> as fast as he can to get off screen as human as possible. And that's sad. Yeah. I do I do fantasize sometimes that I would I would survive in a horror movie just because I can I and this isn't this isn't a flex. This isn't like <laughs> This isn't like, oh god, look how big headed or anything like that. No, but I, I, I do run like, and not even just for fitness and and so, and I can I can run for about forty five minutes solid at a decent pace and not trip over. Yeah. So I think in a horror movie, the moment the first death happens, <laughs> I'm just going. It's funny you should mention that because I've got three rules for surviving a horror film. Number three, it's probably if it says it's haunted, don't go in. 
True. You know, if you're in a place where you shouldn't be, there's a book. Don't read it. If you feel made of skin, who does that? Goes, oh, that'd be awesome. Number two. Don't you think you're it? <laughs> like, you're like, there's always a scene at the end where someone's getting beaten and someone comes up and, you know, <laughs> my favourite Kelly Rowland in in Jason versus yeah. Freddy. You know, she's someone's being butchered. She thinks I'm Kelly Rowland. Yeah. I could I could take these two horror icons. So she gives a bit of stick, yeah. right? Don't <laughs> don't you think you're all that? It never works out for the person who thinks they're all that. Does I, work out for the other now, person? I know in the dream sequence she gets a nose cut off. She, Freddy Freddy Krueger picks a bogey and flicks the nose off. She does. But does she then get thrown into a tree later on, and that's how she dies? She gets cut so hard that physics stop, and she she <laughs> scatters herself across a tree. I've been hit with a machete because everyone knows machete somehow. <laughs> The force of Jesus. Oh, I thought she got punched into a tree. <laughs> Maybe and just, and just at some point she gets she gets hit by a tree. tree. Yeah. She she gets yeah she yeah. she she gets by a tree. And number one, and this is perfectly on your point, leave. Yeah, <laughs> just, just go. Wild advice. There's a haunted. There's a there's a killer on the loose. Get mm. in your car, and and leave. <laughs> just forward in the line. Don't piss about. Don't. <laughs> oh, Johnny's at the cemetery. Fuck Johnny. Johnny should have listened to point three and two. Now it's time for lesson one. Leave. Just leave. I like. I like number three though. I imagine like. Can you imagine going to like a cabin and finding like a book made out of skin? Yeah. And like. And then like. Jeff, what you read the book for? I said, don't read it. Oh, I thought you said don't lick it. Yeah, that as well, Jeff. <laughs> don't, don't stay away from it. <laughs> Jeff, what are you doing? I brought Harry Potter. <laughs> just, you know, film I've so, just run a bath, Jeff. <laughs> just, just getting that. <laughs> Did you bring your fishing rod? Yeah, book a fish. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no need. Also, um, oh, this is completely off it. <laughs> but I was watching a few months ago, Cabin in the Woods. Brilliant right? film. It is a brilliant film. But there is genuinely one question I've got to ask: mm. Where's the cabin come from? As in, as in, they go, "Oh, my uncle's got a cabin," but but he hasn't because they've made the cabin. So where does that come from? Wait, hold on. Are you, are you saying there's a plot hole? <laughs> in, saying, in it's, it's not there. Genuinely, if I listed them, I don't as, know why. As but, well as the force fields. <laughs> Well, that kind of makes sense. But I'm going to tell you now, this is genuinely a point I've got. And I was thinking about it. I think the second thing I said on this episode, I made a reference to Jeff Goldblum. In the second film, how does the Tyrannosaurus Rex kill the cabin members in the smaller rooms that a Tyrannosaurus Rex can't get in? Yeah, yeah, I hate that one. Yeah. I think in Cabin in the Woods, I think there is uh, there's a bit where it's probably one of the off-camera people says, or one of the people in the control room says, we've been preparing these teens for weeks ah, that kind of thing i will accept this minor plot hole but jurassic park 2 you've you, you're right you've is got them over a barrel james is this or my favorite plot of all time you've seen as this is an episode where we're going on tangents <laughs> oh, no, this, this is jurassic park 2 it's like you gotta go back to the island the island no the one next to the island where did that come from no it's there all along <laughs> just was, just just something when you was on the helicopter did you not look left do you know what i don't understand is that the first film is more iconic the second film's yeah. yeah, it's a squib. Why in the third one do they go? Let's go back to the second island because yeah. that shit was lit. No, it wasn't. <laughs> go back to the. Also, you brought Sam Neil. Go back to the first island. Why did it take yeah, like they twenty go to the years? One. Yeah, they go to the second one. He doesn't know it, does he? He's, I've never been here. Has this one got a T Rex as well? Yeah, he does. All oh, right. So it's fucking awesome. I'm going to put it up there. Number one plot hole. Twenty four, season five. Samwell. Samuel Tarly. No, yeah, not yeah. Samuel Tarly. Sorry, Samwise right. Gamgee. Gamgee, yeah. He gets beaten up and he gets his his, gets his uh, entry card taken from him yes. by his by his sister's boyfriend, mm. who then sells it on the black market just to the terrorists that are going to attack CTU. And he gets back to his office. Hold on. How do you get back in? He's lost his card. It's the whole point of the next three episodes is when they break in. Bullshit. I know. We have, and 24 is perfect. We have a tailgating policy at our office. And we're not CTU. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like, hold the door. No. Where's your key card? Yeah, son? exactly. Do you know what, mate? Nick Cage, it's in my sock drawer <laughs> with my gun. 
He should have really brought his gun, shouldn't he? I'm going to tell you now, mate. We talked uh, talked last week mm-hmm. about traditions, watching films. Yeah, at Christmas or just in general? No, at Christmas, because <laughs> that makes more sense. It does, with it being Christmas recently. So I spoke to Esther, and I said one of the things I remember as a child, and we say it all the time, especially this time of year, or last month time of year, what do you watch on Christmas Eve? Indiana Jones. Yeah, you do. What do you watch? Christmas Day, Indiana Jones. Do you watch Boxing Day and Indiana Jones, and then you forget. Yeah, because there's only three there's no, until only three. the until the fifth one came out, which is technically the fourth one. So, Dial of Destiny, it's yeah. on the uh, it's on the Disney. Yeah, I know for ch- I know for exactly that you've seen it because you sent me a text and it warmed my cockles. I did. I texted you on Christmas Eve, and, and, I, and I, I I enjoyed writing the text. Yeah. I was like, I feel like a kid again. I'm watching an Indiana Jones film for the first time because I didn't see it at the cinema, obviously with the little one earlier this year and it, she ruins it, it, everything doesn't she i know <laughs> massive inconvenience when it comes to my like cinema time um but yeah it came out on disney on the 17th i thought i'm going to stop walking dead for an evening Ooh. and i'm going to watch it on christmas eve um and yeah i mean if, look i, I got, enjoyed it i'm gonna say the first 15 20 minutes i loved i was like yeah. being back in the nights watching it it was yeah. awesome yeah so i mean it, it, I, there's no need to go over synopsis james talked about it in detail when he saw it when it came out live but you know, it is the Dial of Destiny. So it's a long lost treasure that links to Indiana Jones's past that now brings him to the to his present. He is in his eighties, chasing another ghost, another relic, but this time with the hope of Phoebe Waller Bridge, who I thought was fantastic in this movie. I think she's great in just yeah. everything. And uh, flashbacks with uh, Toby Jones, yeah, and uh, obviously Mads Mikkelsen as the as the the Nazi scientist. He makes a good Nazi. He, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he does make a good Nazi. Um, I loved the first yeah twenty minutes or so. It felt like we were right back at Last Crusade. Do you know what they nailed? They nailed the sound effects of punches again. Yeah. I was like, I haven't heard a and, good punch sound in a while. And whereas, like, the big thing about the Irishman was Robert Neary wasn't moving like an eighty-year-old, <laughs> no, he definitely a forty-year-old when he's in near his eighties. Um, yeah, they they did they did leaps and bounds with putting Harrison Ford's face on someone who clearly could move like someone who's supposed to be in his mid-thirties to forties. And um, yeah, that whole beginning sequence is fun. It, I, there's just something about long trains yeah. and having to go over them, round them, through them. It's cheeky, it's charming, it's action-packed. You've got planes in the sky, shooting carriages, Nazis falling in, you know, off the train. It's brilliant. It's it's everything you want it to be. Do you think that's the biggest disappointment in life, is a train? Because, you know, like, in real life, they're shit. They're boring and they're, <laughs> they're late. Boring, but in a film, they're legitimately the most exciting fucking place you could be. Like, so much better than, like, a plane, because if yeah. something happens, you could die. On a train, mate, anything could happen. I always think that about a train. I always think <laughs> if something happened on a train and I had to Steven Seagal it, I could do it. I think I could get to the front of the chain and stop it, or I would just jump off. <laughs> and, so, and 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 I think I would use the physics of just roll. <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm quite stupid. I don't think it would take me long to jump. I mean, I mean, now, depends if you saw. If I saw it and like Stephen Seagal was here and I was on the seat, I'd jump. If a bit of grass, I'm like, I'm doing it. Water, even better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So tries to explain to me that water's not always deep. I'm like, I don't need to hear that negativity. I'm you don't need that, mate. You don't need them thoughts. Don't get me started on snow. I'm gone. Like, so everyone knows so snow soft. Like, so one of my biggest problems with snow piercing, just get off. I know, yeah. Just, yeah. just, just put off. a coat on. We're <laughs> put, Northerners. Put two. If, if you want to be dick about it, put two. But um, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones, I loved it uh, until, uh, and then when it started getting into the modern day stuff, and this is, it's not that I, it's not that I lost interest. On Christmas Eve, it was charming as though. I had my yeah. mum around, our little one was asleep, we, the gifts were already under the tree. You know, Exciting's we, we building. Put the prince, we put the mince pie out and all that kind of stuff. We, we, so I was like, I'm ready to just sit down, relax and, and watch this film. And even when I could feel my heart dipping a little bit, I was like, this is still fine. The environment is making it worth it. I yeah. think ultimately what I left the film even the ending, which I know kind of upset a lot of people, 
I think what I walked away from that film thinking was, ultimately, do we need an adventure movie from the perspective of an 80-year-old? Mm, and yeah. I know there was a lot of talk about like someone would pick up the, the whip and take on the, the place. And no, there's only one Indiana Jones. But that really kind of itched that scratch to say, actually, when I'm watching Indiana Jones in his 80s, and he, someone mentioned him being 80, still lecturing, um, you know, on horseback through streets that weirdly look faker than Nazi trains. That's yeah. the weird thing. Like, the train stuff look re- more real than the, the actual street scenes. Do you, do you know, genuinely, when I was watching it, one of my rooms, it looked too clean. Yeah. I was like, it was like, no... No city in America is this clean in the the seventies, but no, sixties. It would have been sixties, yeah, 60s. yeah, because they're all about the moon landing, yeah. aren't they? And the, the, you got all the bit going like in the subway on a horse, and you're like, okay, and he's jumping tracks, and trains are coming, okay, and and it got to the point where it was really the scuba diving bit, and I thought, well, if someone asked me right now, what am I watching? Oh, I'm watching an eighty year old who's looking for this relic, yeah, yeah. and he's and, he, and Antonio Banderas is, is, is here. He, Why he, don't he's sending him underwater? I was like, it doesn't feel fast-paced, and I would much, I, weirdly, I would have much rather preferred just a full CG movie of him de-aged, you know, after Last Crusade. That's where I wanted the film to stay, and and made sense for someone to be globe trotting at that age. Now that's not me being ageist or anything like that. I'm not saying that elderly people can't have adventures, but it it just it it just didn't have that feel to it. And plus, if we are going to acknowledge, because they don't discredit the fourth one. That, you know they mentioned his son in it and stuff like that so they are they've not written that fourth one off no at that point you've got to be like what do you mean you don't believe in this relic you saw an alien yeah do you yeah. know what I mean like I'm fairly certain you met Christ yeah. <laughs> like, I mean you you had a phone call see. with him you just chose not to participate <laughs> you're like not talking to you <laughs> it's just um it, it's weird it's like he has he has proof lived experience that there's an that there's aliens and that there's an afterlife and that there's an immortality. Yeah, fuck it, no. And, and then this <laughs> one, he's like, I'm just going to keep teaching in a shitty apartment. I, <laughs> I don't get what this is. Do you know what I do love about this, though? I love this. The, the guys obviously realised what worked and what didn't, and there's a line in it that just basically goes, right, we're moving on. It goes, oh, my my son died in Vietnam. Move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop that shit and just move on. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was great. I mean, I, I, do, I, do, I didn't mind it. I thought the film was all right. It leaps and bounds ahead of that fourth one. He's all right. It, that's the problem. It's, it's, it's the weaker out of the four. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is the weaker out of the four. It, it hurts a little. I think if you, I'm with you, I, I would have actually accepted a completely de-aged film. The ending, leave it open-ended. You know, If you've watched the film, you know what I'm talking about. Does he go? Does he stay? Have it at the end where she's at an archaeological dig site and she sees in the dirtiest hat, mm, implying yeah. what's happened. I would have left it at that, make it a bit more open. Yeah, It was all right. And that's fine. Mm. I was I was thinking away as well actually recently. I've been jotting ideas for the show. You know we have the vault and we have the pit. But you've always said something to me that's always stuck with me, and I believe it. You got it. The phrase from Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry said, "If I was a critic, how would I justify that? You know, if there is a god, mm. you know, my job was to piss on people's works and achievements." And do you remember there was that Duke of Edinburgh film that I fucking slated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was like. Guy was quite nice about it when he when he when he, he was the director when he was quite angry about it on Twitter. <laughs> I've decided that maybe all films are good, but they're just for a specific list. And Indiana Jones is on the list of it's nostalgic, and if you loved Indiana Jones, you'll love it. That's if you that's the sort of list it belongs on. It's not a great film. It's not an amazing film. You shouldn't run out and watch it. If you loved Indiana Jones, you should go out and watch it. I, I, my my opinion on the critic thing is ultimately critics don't stop or promote people anymore from going and watching films yeah 
Like, no one listens to a critic and goes, oh, well, he said it's bad, so I'm not going to like it. That is true. You know, so critics offer a critical eye on a piece. Now, I think you can be negative about a film because if you've paid for it and, and not just paid for it financially at the cinema... That's just a good point. Fucking or, or if you've paid for it in terms of your time, because that is an investment that you've given to that film, you can you you can be upset about it. Now, ultimately, am I start signing a petition to stop them from making the sit for one and getting all upset? No, I'm not. And, and Indiana Jones, as I keep saying, I, I didn't I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. But I think sometimes when when you can poke fun at a movie, you're completely entitled to. It. If you paid money to go see it, or if you've given your time to to watch it, and and partic- they they. You haven't got The Rock apologising, going, oh, I fucking lied, didn't I? Baywatch wasn't great. He lied to me to get me in that cinema in the first place. This will piss you off. This has genuinely happened. He returned to WWE. Oh, I know. I don't know why, but I saw a picture and, of him. And slagged off Baywatch. Oh. He's like, he's like, it was a terrible, it was the worst thing I've done since Baywatch. And I remember thinking, that's funny, because you promoted the shit out You said that was the best movie coming at that summer, uh, and I'd never got my money back. And if I ever meet him, I swear to God, I'll ask for that money back. But, do you know what I mean? Batman and Robin, you know, George Clooney can take it. He lives in a mansion. It doesn't matter if he was upset with my opinion on that movie. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think, I, I, you know, I don't think that people should be like, oh, shit, they all deserve to die if they're in that movie. That's that's silly, yeah. ridiculous talk. But if if you want to make a joke out of something, you're fully entitled to because they're just words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these people, are rich. I, you know, I love films. I hate actors. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a real weird... You, you know, like I, I watched this Adam Driver thing recently where someone asked him a ridiculous question. Like, you know, they say, oh, about the Ferrari movies, like, um, what do you think about the car crash scenes that, you know, to me, they look a bit cheesy. Now, that that is a rubbish question when you when he's promoting the film Ferrari. Yeah. And, I, and Adam Driver's response is, I don't know, fuck off. <laughs> and, and But then I'm thinking, no, answer the question, Adam Driver. <laughs> answer the question. That guy's waiting for yeah. you to answer that question. Do you, do you know what's a good point? I actually agree with you. I do hate ideas. <laughs> Like, I, I, I do. I, I really struggle with actors. This idea that it's a noble pursuit of art, and it's like it is, but also the two hundred people that are making you look awesome. It's funny you should mention the Ferrari because I remember the trailer is, and I know he's got a real name, and I don't care. He was McDreamy from from Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yeah, that's his name, McDreamy. The it always like. So what drew you to this film? And I goes, oh, the history. It's like the paycheck. The paycheck. <laughs> Just be honest. The, the fact that he lives in a house yeah. that he that he needs to pay off quickly because yeah. he won't forever be this good looking. And I'm sorry, there's only a certain generation of actors that are ugly and old and still successful. And it's Jim Broadbent, and it's probably just Jim Broadbent mm. who could make films from now till ever because he's so good. McDreamy, once you lose your looks, mate, you're not a good enough actor to get more jobs. <laughs> he needs to pay his house off. Well, look at... Look <laughs> Council at, tax. Um, what's his name? Alfred... Um, Molina? Molina. When when they were doing the uh, the new Spider-Man movie. And they've got him, William Defoe, and Jamie Foxx. Like, how's it feel to come back? Uh, you know, what, what is it? And William Defoe's like, yeah, I just... You know, I felt there was more in that character. And Jamie Foxx is like, yeah, it's really good to kind of get a second attempt. <laughs> Alfred Molina's like, money. <laughs> just they paid me money. I come back to do it. <laughs> like, just be honest. Like, I... I d- like actors sometimes in interviews and the way that they kind of present themselves you know when they walk around on the red carpet it's like this delusion that like oh god if they thank god they're here thank god they're doing what they're doing because if they weren't i don't know how we'd all live you know and it's, it's ridiculous you get paid a lot of money 
to say something that someone else has written, to stand where someone's telling you to stand, and then if you get it wrong, well, you get 20 of goes at it. <laughs> Do you know I mean? Now that we're digital. And then also, afterwards, if you said the lines that someone told you to say and you did it, what a, what a particular person asked you to do, they say, wait, they might give you an award for exactly. it. Made of solid gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And the thing is, the thing is, I know someone listening to this probably does acting and, and, and works in fear. like, it's much more, and I know that, and this goes back to the fight. It's just words. It's just making people laugh. It's just to poke the beer a little bit. But, Ultimately, if you boil it down, that is the, the you know the actor's role. It's 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 kind of, you know you you get some thespians that almost act like they've got the ear of God. You know, like in the sense of like, well, I you know, he's I'm being I'm being used. I'm giving myself to art. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to be a nurse, but I'm giving myself <laughs> to this craft. I'm tortured. And he's like, fuck off. But like, I do remember that. That's the story of Gene Hackman. Do you remember he was training to be a doctor and his parents dragged him kicking and screaming? Well, I'm, <laughs> so actually, like, no! I'm actually reading Matthew McConaughey's book at the minute, Green Lights. All right. And it's and it's really good. And um, But I, I was reading that and he's like, he tr- he's training to be, like, w- be a lawyer and everything, defense attorney. Oh, yeah. And then, um, he's like, and then he's like, but I was quite good looking. And uh, I just thought, oh, I was just going to give acting a go. And he got a job pretty much straight away. And then that's it. You know, and he, he obviously got. Uh, Days Confused pretty early on and um, nailed it and then did Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Renny Zellweger and uh, and he's like and then off we go it, like the, I was I was expecting that chapter to be like some big euphoric oh. moment <laughs> like God spoke to me and I've Shakespeare opened my mind one night when I was dreaming yeah. and he and he inserted knowledge beyond reasoning and I woke up and I I knew what I was destined to be. And it's just like, no, I took my top off. I thought, I'd fuck me. <laughs> oh, God, you know, just five years being, in, you know, into being a humanitarian and that's what I want to do. But, um, <laughs> but then I thought, fuck people. <laughs> just I want to make money. <laughs> it is it's ludicrous. It's silly. It's the, the idea that we celebrate this work like it's like, like, like it literally is. But I suppose you could say that about anything, footballers, models, Anyone in popular, you know, culture, I guess. It's the biggest con, though, that making a movie must be so magical that the person that basically is facilitated to, so the person who's given the lines, told how to act, dressed mm. up, given makeup, they're the person you celebrate and not the skill that goes yeah. into it. Like, oh, my God, did you give? Did you hear that speech that, I don't know, Daniel Day-Lewis gave? Oh, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. Personally, wrote, fuck him. Like, yeah. like, 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 genuinely, like, probably made basic where they probably didn't. But, you know... Is is a bit of a con, isn't it? Well, it is one. It, it, like it's like Cloverfield, like that movie, right? Yeah. The, big, oh, the, the one biggest, that you and I like, and no one else. The biggest the achievement likes. about that film is that it was shot in LA, and that looks like it's New York. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let's yeah. recognise that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, let's recognise the person who went. We just have to use this one street in LA that looks like New York, and just keep filming on it over and over again in different angles. That's an achievement because that's, you made me think it was New York. That's a real achievement. That yeah. is. Oh my god, I feel like a new list coming up. Like every week, you just bring up like a real achievement, like a real oh, achievement, like winning an award. Yeah, fuck that. This well, person no, actually, made New York look like. I, I tell you what, the audience for believing that Hattonfield with its palm trees was somehow set in <laughs> fucking. You know, let's do that. Let's make twenty twenty four the year of celebrating the real achievement. The real achievement. Maybe at the end of the year we could have like our own version of the award ceremony. Yes, there it's you like, go. Um, you know, fuck these actors and I mean the writers. I always always give praise to the writers. They create magic worlds and you know and, and stuff like that. the writers always always get my vote. But the the actor and the director's jobs are obviously incredibly difficult. Kind of having oh, everyone yeah. on set. So there, it's not every. But the actors, I think there's just too much at the minute, James. Yeah. On, on you know what Emily Blunt is wearing and you know what John Krasinski said on the red carpet in her ear. I, I don't care about that stuff. I feel like we we need the dreamers as well, the chances, and not all chances work out. But I still think they should be rewarded. Like 
the, the film executive that makes millions and millions a year who sat in an office somewhere and just said, do you know, I think Shaq would make a great fucking superhero. <laughs> Steel is a film. It, it exists. Trust me. Here's, here's a wheel of films that we haven't remade in 30 years. Spin it. Oh, there we go. We're doing Lethal Weapon. Chancer. <laughs> Gotta love a Chancer, mate. The world's built on him. Uh, Jonathan May is no longer in the MCU. It's weird. And the reason why that's weird is Disney have a policy. And you know what? I kind of respect them for always sticking to it. Except for that time, except for that time when someone did a lot of drugs and maybe human trafficking. And, <laughs> and I kept him around for a lot longer than any other actor. The Tim Allen card. <laughs> Tim Allen. If they didn't forgive him, Tim Allen would be selling <laughs> handjobs on the side of the road. Tim would like, like a big boardroom. Right? <laughs> or like these big Disney execs are like, we've got to let Tim go. And, and then one of them at the back goes, he is Santa. <laughs> Who else are we going to get to voice Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> I think someone in the back just went, he sold us the blow. <laughs> he, yeah. he's, got, he's, got, he's got blackmail material, but... I, I, don't, I thought he did a good job. I think the actor himself is good. Always separate the art from the person. <sighs> Maybe it's the right choice. But weirdly, they're, they're going to try and use it because I believe the next phase of the D, or the current phase of the MCU isn't going particularly well. Like I think comic book films are kind of, and the TV series, they're dipped a bit. Yeah. A lot of, lot of good to speak about. A lot, of, a lot of good reviews of Echo, though. So this is my point about Echo. Is Echo apparently has gone a bit dingier again. Daredevil's back in, and it, it's and gone all one shot. They're not releasing it weekly. It's all out there on Disney. Yeah, like a proper Netflix. It's got Daredevil in it. Everyone loved the Daredevil movies for how uh, the TV series because yeah. of how like brutal and violent they were, and how realistic. You know, and it's, I think it's they got the, a casting spot for all of it for literally Hulk, all of see, it. The She-Hulk one kind of made Daredevil different and and what have you. And I I think what Disney are going to have to do at some point is they're going to have to say. Do we keep trying to attract the nine and ten year olds and sell lunchboxes, or the nine and ten year olds that we made the first Avengers films for are now eighteen and twenty one? Do you keep that? Do market? we start keeping going? You know, more R rated and and starting to transition. Now, I, Disney, I don't think will ever go that way, but that's probably where they should. Feel like, uh, but like in all comic book films, this character has got multiple different variants, so you could recast. So, so that that's the big thing at the moment, isn't it? And so apparently. Because of the writer's strike, they couldn't go in and reshoot Loki. They wanted... Uh, uh, there's rumours uh, around right. that they were going to write um, Jonathan Mayers out of the Loki series. They were going to do it then, before the trial, and just move on from it. Because they couldn't reshoot certain scenes in Loki, John, that, that arc continued, and Jonathan Myers is still Kang in, in that universe. So I suppose there's two options, isn't there? It's one is get rid of Jonathan Myers and recast, or two is... And they've done that before... Two is uh, Doctor Doom comes in and wipes out Kang. Feel like they're going Doctor Doom because isn't Doctor Doom the villain? Like with Marvel. So the the rumor is that he, that he Doctor Doom is going to be behind Secret Wars, yeah. and, and so he's the one who. And Secret Wars apparently is like two three hour movies. It's like massive. Uh, yeah, but I want to see that. I want to see them all fighting against each other from all different universes. Let's go. Maybe my, my problem is. Mm, I, I'm, I, do you know what? I'm gonna tell you now. I know. Actually, I'll save it till afterwards. Um, I'm not. It's it's it will get me. Let's be honest. It, it will. will get me. It's it will get me. I'll be sat there and I'll be go. I like this bit boring. And then I'll see Ant Man punch Spider Man or you know the, something the like that. I'll be like, I love it. The problem is the problem is, is with superhero movies now is it's it's one or the other. It's great or it's bad. Yeah. There's no middle ground anymore. You know, it, it, God is a Galaxy Three was, was brilliant. It certainly contended last year for one of the best movies I think I saw. You know, uh, there's nothing Batman Beginsy. Do you remember Batman Begins was alright? It was good. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I quite like it, Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad, was it? But you wouldn't say, oh, it's the best film. It was, well, it just, it's weird choices. It's like Ant-Man 3 being your introduction to the next phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the crook superhero. And there's nothing wrong with Paul Rudd's character. I love Ant-Man. I thought the first two movies are brilliant. Peyton Reed, I think the first one, directed a brilliant film. Yeah, but it, it was low-key. It was, yeah. you know, it's not... It's n- Why is Ant-Man saving the universe all of a sudden? Like... Do you know what I mean? I I think I think that's it. I think for me, they've just not got the big players at the moment. You know, like by the time they get back around to Tom Holland as Spider Man, he would have grown a bit. So what are they going to do there? They got obviously the Madam Web stuff coming out with Sony. Oh my god! It's very. <laughs> have messy. you seen the trailer for Madam Web? I see. Yeah. See what the, did, you, did it get you? It didn't bother me. It's, it got me in the wallet because I was going to save some money because I ain't going to see that. I was <laughs> like, no, not a chance in hell. Um, I think they'll go the Doctor Doom route though. I think they'll wash their hands of Jonathan Mayers quickly. They'll restart Phase Four with something that they know is going to be a bang. Um, and I think they've just got to start bringing out some decent stuff. I mean, De- Deadpool's obviously the big one, isn't it? I think that's, that'll be a billion at the box office yeah, uh, globally. I, you see, again, I just think they've got a bit of fatigue. I'll watch that. I, the shit I, out of and that'll be fun. I hope we get every variant of, uh, every rumour of every Wolverine rumor. that we want. I want Daniel Radcliffe just in a scene as, as Wolverine. I you apparently uh, get Channing Tatum as the... As, as Gambit. As Gambit, the, the famous we didn't get that. I, I I want Hugh Jackman's Wolverine to come into it with Tobey Maguire to give a hint that them two have been working together in that universe all this time. Oh you know, yeah, because they're supposed to be the leaders of the. Oh, this but is this is where I get that. lost, and I don't. Tom I, Jane comes back as the Punisher. Shut your whole mouth. <laughs> he was a great guy taking revenge on weird John Travolta villain. He was not the Punisher. He was a great eighties. That was a great eighties movie that called itself the Punisher, wasn't it? <laughs> So uh, I got a thing for you. You know, we just talked about all these huge blockbusting films. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. You know, 2023 for me was an informative year where I kind of changed. I'm going to tell you some of my favourite films. I watched one last night, The Incredible Virgil uh, Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. It's on Sky TV, so it's on Now TV as well. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. It's Jim Broadbent. You know, last year I was raving about how great the Duke was, Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Saw a film called Ali and Ava about a love story about two middle-aged people, maybe maybe a bit older than that, you know, dealing with the racism and inter, uh, interracial couples in, like, working-class Britain. Give me a quirky, quaint film. Do you remember that film where that woman quite clearly had a mental breakdown but then found the corpse of a king? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. was like, give me that. Give me that give me mark addy as the professor that steals credit mm. <laughs> i don't want a villain with a big gun i love these type of films i think that's me now that's what that's what i'm on the lookout for i'm on the lookout for, for a quirky british film between an hour and a half and two hours that's my roadhouse now i'm so i had so much fun watching the pilgrimage although I'd like to point out bit of a spoiler it's on the feel good section of uh now to be, mm. yeah, I was fucking crying by the end, and so was Esther. Like genuinely, I started, I felt bad because I've read the book and I knew what happened, and I was still crying. <laughs> so, well, on that, have you seen Mr. Bates versus the Post Office? No, because I'm actually quite angry that it took an ITV an ITV drama mm. to realise a problem that I read about about a year and a half ago, <laughs> but it took which, which happened nearly twenty years ago, which is absolutely shocking. You know, they still use that computer network. That fucked everyone. Horizon, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous, well, it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? That like <laughs> we're on about like how actors are like get off your high horse, <laughs> but they've actually made this documentary. Uh, this this. Four it, that's part the thing. Of, it's not even a documentary. They made a four <laughs> part where they 
three days later, government has like overturned rules, yeah, and people have lost their convictions. And you're like, so maybe there is some power in. So in uh, what I'm saying acting. is, so what I'm saying is next, if the ITV drama department could do like an actual drama about Epstein, that would be helpful because yeah. then maybe we should get, yeah, maybe we get some answers in three days. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe into like the crimes of the pandemic, yeah. like, <laughs> certain PPAP scandals. Yeah, let's do a documentary about Jack the Ripper. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll end that <laughs> fucking thing. Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely great. I haven't seen it all. It's good. It's, yeah, Toby Ter- Jones is brilliant. I mean, it's star-studded cast, really, really good, uh, like, story. It's, it's enraging. It's, it's infuriating watching the first two episodes. Like, you're like, this is scandalous. It's the best thing, isn't it? It's like Brits, like, upset with the post office. It couldn't be any more British. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all these post offices as well are quaint village post offices, you know. And I'm certain it happened to postmasters all up and down the country. It's like, certainly the, the four-party takes place with over 550 of them. And since, loads more have come out. Um, but it focuses on the ones in like quaint little villages. One thing I will say is Toby Jones at the beginning of it is one of these p- sub postmasters that gets affected, loses his branch, mm. um, nearly bankruptcy, you know, kind of marches out of there, you know, and he's like, well, we've lost our savings. And it, it then skips to when he kind of opens the investigation and starts to look to see if there's anyone else who's been affected. And the shots of his of his house in the in the Welsh like um, like valleys and everything, you're like, you're not done bad though, Toby. <laughs> Maybe you did steal some of that money because he definitely stopped. Because that's you know, he's like, oh, we lost everything. Look what you've got. <laughs> like a lot of scenes of you down the pub with a little stream running by it, and then you walk back to your house in the middle of the valleys, and it's you've got sheep at your front door. <laughs> I think it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> you felt like you just turned yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking done. You fucking did it. Yeah. So uh, I I kind of went watch it because I'm infuriated. But I tell you what has got me. The Traitors on BBC. I love, if you don't watch The Traitors, mate, you're missing out. I don't, but I hear a lot of stuff about you it. You should watch it. And also, um, on BBC uh, iPlayer, because it got on New Year's Eve, they uh, BBC showed Marry Me. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. I was going to say, I've seen it. <laughs> you haven't? No, fuck off, have I? Why would I? <laughs> I asked my listeners. Maybe asked- I'm talking about how busy I am. <laughs> you think I've really watched Marry Me? I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be one of those things that in like a year you'll be like, oh, what's wrong with me this day? <laughs> I, I was on, I was thinking about like future episodes and we've always toyed with the Fast and the Furious and the box set is on Scar Cinema. I know it is. I now, know, I'm is well there aware. a Fast and the Furious 9? Presumably. If there's a 10. There's Fast, there's Fast X, which I assume is 10. Yes. So on, so why is so Sky, and I shit you not, as of an hour before you come around here, so today's what, the 14th of January? Yeah. They've got all of them bar nine. On they're like you can have you can have eight of them, but you can't have nine. With nine's you a controversial have... one though, isn't it? Which one is nine? I don't. Oh, mate, I was going to come up with. Right, I don't know any. I'm even. fairly certain that they steal from the post office. Well, my <laughs> thing is, my thing is, will it make it better? Because one, it's one less one to see, but also, if it's not on there, I am actually willing to do the other eight and make and try and guess what happened in the ninth one. And then watch the ten. Yeah, yeah just yeah, be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> I but really then again, don't want then, it. Then, so I got my phone out to be like, "Is there a nine? Is is?" And then I found myself like unlocking my phone, going, "I don't give a shit. Like, why am I googling?" I genuinely think it goes fast and furious, too fast, too furious, the furious, fast and furious, because you're supposed to distinguish the fourth one from the first one because there's no the. There's the yeah, and then not fast a clue, five. not a clue, not a clue, not a clue, not a clue. Fast X. Yeah, because they didn't call it fast extreme. See, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted it to be fast ten your seatbelts, which is why I thought. Oh fast shit! I'm fairly. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah, fast ten your seatbelts would have been like the tenth movie, the two part. Mm. Have they done part one of the two part? 
mate, I don't know. Stop looking at me. I don't know, Jeff. I need <laughs> answers. Like, genuinely don't know, nor care. We're running out of time for this one because we do say we're going to keep it short as we get back into it. But um, some of the ones I wanted to just talk about, uh, see if you've seen in this in this gap. Have you seen The Killer? No. Which is on Netflix. It's the Michael Fassbender. Don't have Netflix anymore. Oh, it's a David Fincher Returns, you know, with uh, The Killer starring yeah. Michael Fassbender. Tilda Swinton's in it. He is this like ultra suave uh, contract killer for hire. The first 20 minutes is him, you know, in a building, a derelict, well, in like a kind of uh, room under construction, a uh, high rise building with a sniper rifle waiting, you know, for his for his mark, for his target through uh, across the road in a big fancy hotel. And it's like it's like 15 minutes of him. Just given the idea that he's been there for days waiting for the shot, mm. you know, and he's there and he's exercising, and then he's that he's eating healthy, and he's you know, and it's you know, and all the while he got this monologue over the top about what how he's why he's, why he's so good at what he does, and he's like you know you know, it's, and it's all monotonal because he's obviously a serial killer, like you know, uh, patience, dedication, you know, the reason I do this is because I can, you know, and all this kind of shit, and then typically because it needs to be a film, it's no spoiler, he misses. And I just thought, what a fucking waste of 15 minutes that was. Tell us how good you were. Showing us how he's the best. Which is then like, then it kind of becomes, and I don't think it's meant to be, but if you see it as a as a dark comedy, it's pretty funny. Because then you realise he's shit at everything. Like, literally. He, they, like, he just keeps getting caught with things. And then he, like this dog bites him. And you're like, you are shit. You are rubbish. But the first 15 minutes, he sold it to me that he was really good as a con- tr- contract killer. And it's typical, you know, like he botched the job. So the guys that hired him now turn on him. They want him dead because he's he's a, he's a loose end, you know, and they go after someone he loves. So then he goes after Because he wouldn't have been a loose end, you know, yeah, had just, he killed them. Yeah, yeah. He's just... Uh, he's, oh, he doesn't fall in love with a target, does he? No, 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 no. Oh, he, he he has a partner who, who, become, who gets assaulted. So then he goes after... His name then gets a hit on, so he goes after everyone that that's coming after him and the people at the top. So it becomes a basic like revenge story, anti-hero. Where you, well, I don't really like this guy, you know, but he's taken out of people, and he does it in some weird and wonderful kind of odd ways. You know, it's not it, it's not John Wick, but it's got some action and it. it's got some fight sequences in it. It's got some really good dialogue with Tilda Swinton in it. Um, you know, as as one of the kind of shady people that put him up. But ultimately, at the end of the movie, I just thought. That's fucking weird, you know. Like it's a two-hour movie about how good this guy is, and <laughs> turns out shit at everything. <laughs> like just a bit of a waste of time. It, it's David Fincher, so you expect better, better, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was, it was. Uh, Fastbender's always a joy to watch. Yeah. It's always a joy to spend two hours with Fastbender. I don't disagree with that. He does not mountain anymore. He used to be in more things. He did used to be in a lot more things. The only other one I was going to say is you've seen Old Dogs with Bill Burr on Netflix. So no, because you haven't got Netflix. Nope. I've, I've said this. So this has become a bit meme That's the, You know, on like, you know, those 30 second clips, there's yeah. a lot of this guy having a go because of his parenting style. Is that this one? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Bill Burr, obviously comedian, American comedian, very funny. Um, Co wrote, directed, and stars in Old Dogs where he's part of a, you know, three mates that. It, you know, fast approaching 50 or just over 50 and they can't keep up with the modern world, James. Everything's going digital. The people at his office are getting younger. You know, his, his parenting styles is old school. The, you know, the the school that his kid goes to is very woke and, you know, and it's it's very much his stand-up but on the big screen. And, and it, I, I don't know really why I watched it. I like Bill Burr. I don't, it definitely wasn't a stretch for him to play this character, this grumpy 50-year-old. Nailed it. Who doesn't, yeah, <laughs> give him an Oscar. Because actually, to be fair, he nailed it. 
Um, and you know, by the end of it, you know, does he become young at heart? And you know, all this kind of stuff. Does he change? It's it's all right. There's a few laugh. I mean, if it's a, if a comedy's goal is to make you laugh out loud, I certainly laughed a couple of times in it. But it's one of them where. Do you ever watch Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais one? Yes, I loved it. So if you've seen that. Ricky Gervais' stand-up, he's <clears throat> written some of his jokes into Afterlife. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with Bill Burr. There's some scenes where I'm like, I, don't I like heard that. you say that you know, on, on some of your stand-ups, and you've just kind of wrote a scene around it. Um, but it, I, it was it was all right. If you like Bill Burr, you kind of find it entertaining. It's uh, there, there are some pretty funny bits. There. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's supposed to be kind of a reflection on society, some of the scenes. You know, there's a bit where he has to apologise publicly to everyone at the school. And this woman's like, you really offended me. It's like, were you there? No, but I heard about it. It's like, it's a lot of that, like, well, fuck off. It's kind of like Bill Burr kind of style comedy. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't rush out to go watch Old Dogs. Fair enough. What? I'm not going to talk about them now, but the ones that, the, for, for future episodes, I'm going to get it, because I don't want to end on a negative. Renfield, very much enjoyed it. We could talk about that at some point. Nick Cage. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I feel like we watched different films. The Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, the animated yeah, Chris Pratt movie. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Obviously, the one that everyone's going on about at the moment, that uh, is Fool Me Once, the Harlan Coben's new eight-part on Netflix. Need to watch it. Everyone kind of running off on. And, of course, The Walking Dead, which I do remember back in November, I discussed, I'd uh, started rewatching. Yeah. Because I'd never finished it. <laughs> I've still not finished it. Well, you've But I'm very close. I'm glad. <laughs> very close. <laughs> oh, um, my God, you have been busy. Well, we've had a few weeks off, James. Yeah, we have. Well, some of us have. So what have we uh, learned today then, ladies and gentlemen? We've learned that um, time's a great healer. It is. It's all right to criticise some things. It's okay. <laughs> Actors aren't all that shit. <laughs> and this year's about the real heroes in films. Yes, it is. The real underrated. So if you'll have some unrecognised heroes that you want to point out there. Maybe it's the one that decided that, you know... No, I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. That's the promise on the sentence. <laughs> You've no idea where it's going. <laughs> No, I, I think we should. Let's recognise the true heroes in film, the true achievements, the things that are... The, the, the man who stood up, or woman who stood up and said, Dennis Rodman used to star in an action film with John claude Van Damme. <laughs> Hero. Didn't work out. Love a chance, <laughs> Love a chance, mate. That's our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, who knows? Like I say, I think regular formatting will be a mix of you and me, you and Esther. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just, just, there's just some kinks that we need to work out. Yeah, yeah. But we will, uh, we'll continue to put these out. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for returning. If you like it, leave a review, share, comment, do all that kind of stuff. Find us on social media. We've a got, bit. we've got YouTube now. If, I've been busy. This if you've <laughs> listened to more than three episodes of this podcast and you haven't left us a five star review, do it. Because it really helps. It does really help. You never. It's all about beating the algorithm and beating Elon Musk. And you can you can write something funny in it. Like I, someone once wrote this 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 podcast. Gave us five star and wrote this podcast killed my diabetes. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be serious. No, no. It's always it's five star. It's like yeah. like we hate awards, yeah. but seriously, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we fucking we, hate awards. We no, need anyway, awards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just helps with the algorithm, and it means that we're doing this for a reason. People are actually listening. So thank you so <laughs> much. A reason to come back. Gives <laughs> <laughs> me a reason to talk to you. <laughs> Probably kick my microphone across the room as well. If it does, you later. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Goodbye.